Welcome to the Decent Crypto Podcast. Today is June 14th. We're in for a somber one, Matt. The market's erect. GM to you too. GM, GM. <laughs> oh, man. What a day. Where do we even start? Where do we even start? Let's start with prices. Let's bro. start with prices, not man. That, not that, look, crypto is about the tech, not the prices, right? Crypto but... is about the prices, and <laughs> we pretend like we care about the tech. No, 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 no. But on a day like today, like, it's, you know, there's not much to talk about outside of how bad our portfolios are doing, and a lot of people losing their jobs, and a lot of people losing, like, literally all of their money in things like Celsius. Uh, yeah, we'll get into all of it, but let's start with a very high-level overview of what's going on. Matt, what is Bitcoin trading at right now? Bitcoin right now is trading at 22,600 United States dollars. 22,000 United States dollars for one magic internet money. Yeah, Interesting. It, um, it hit an overnight low of 20.8 uh, <sighs> like around 10 p.m. last night uh, Damn. while we were all watching the basketball game. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. So, okay. uh, but he, here's, the, here's the core thing. Okay, so, so basically Friday is when everything really started to tank. Right? Yeah. So you had Bitcoin Friday, as recently as Friday morning, yeah. um, trading at uh, at. 30,000 uh-huh. United States dollars. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and e- Ethereum like really sold off first, right? So, ETH, so ETH, this is really, it was like super interesting. ETH just completely got obliterated. Yeah. It had been trading in the 17 to 1900 range for a week or two. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, maybe a month even. Uh, right. and then, uh, and then it really started to tank like early Friday morning. It went yeah. from 1700, uh, to, you know, 16, then down to a cool 15 by Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and then by Sunday, it was around 1460, right? Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday, Monday, uh, it, it tanked to like 1200. Yeah. Um, and and the low that I've seen on ETH is 1032. 1032, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you and I were having a conversation uh, over the weekend about like, you know, do you think we see triple digit ETH this cycle? And we both said, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I didn't mean like now. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> mean this uh, cycle this, of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cycle of the sun, man. Yeah. yeah. 24 hour <laughs> cycle of the Earth's rotation. <laughs> uh, what's really interesting about this is ETH BT just getting hammered uh you know alts generally tend to get hammered but eth has been holding up pretty well it's much more of a major this cycle than it yeah. was in cycles past right yeah uh, exactly like eth btc historically has kind of traded in this like around 0. 0.6 0. 0.7 ish range talking historically you mean over the last like last like oh, during the bull market like last couple of years or, yeah so uh, I, or even prior to that okay so really really going back all the way let's just give a very quick breakdown right a, a brief of, history of ETH BTC of ETH BTC my favorite chart of all time uh so it starts out 0.005 okay. August of 2015 right nice uh bull market kind of starts into 2017 at the very peak, ETHBTC hit 0.11, and then it had a second peak in January of 2018. That's like that was the USD high of uh, ETH 1400 at the time. Okay, so last cycle, keeping track, USD high. 1400 ETH BTC high about 0.11.12 right that actually happened earlier that happened in June of 2017 and then again and then the January 2018 January 2018 when it actually hit the USD high Uh, ETH BTC hit 0.1 right 
uh, almost 0.11, right? Then it's been on a slow, then the bear market started, slowly goes down 0.08. Was it a slow grind or like were there like short uh, sell-offs? Immediately it nukes to 0.056 in <laughs> March of 2018. So like okay. a month and a half. Okay. Uh, it just nukes. Uh, and then it goes down bad forever. Uh, low point 0.017 wow. in August of 2019. Wow. And then it's on the slow grind up. So basically in the last bull market, uh, you know, ETH hit 80 bucks in March of 2020. Like people don't remember this. It's not that long ago. It was like two years ago. ETH was trading at 80 bucks uh, at the low. Uh, It wasn't really a major at that time, right? Uh, And then it's been doing this. It made this crazy run up in like mid 2021, early 2021 during that crazy bull market. NFT season. Exactly. ETH is now a useful asset. Kind of even before actually. Yeah, DeFi, I guess. Yeah, exactly. After DeFi. Um, Like May of 2021, it breaks all these like big key levels, 0.05 or uh, 0.06. 0.07 0.07 just keeps going up and then ever since then really we've been in that range from like between 0.05 0.06 0.07 it then went up to 0.08 and it kind of just like has had been staying in that like 0.07 0.08 range which it had never done in it in the past like it it, it was it always on the move and never stayed and yeah exactly huh. And then, like, over the past few days, it's gotten completely crushed over the past, like, month, I would say. Where is it sitting today? 0.0548. Oh, interesting. So, it's, like, going back into that, like, old range, super interesting to me. Uh, This is more than anyone cares about ETH Where where does the flippening happen? Oh, okay, yeah. Flippening is, like, 0.15, 0.16. Okay. Now, this is also, like, changing because the ETH supply is changing. Right, Uh, right, yeah. And after the merge, it's going, it's a triple happening. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Listen, uh, listen to the listen to the merge episode if you haven't, guys. It's it's a good one. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Let's continue along our okay, price so, charts. Okay. So we get smacked starting Friday from seventeen hundred down to like fourteen hundred over the weekend, mm-hmm. and then twelve hundred with a low of ten eighty. Mm-hmm. Like ten thirty two. Yeah. Ten thirty two. Bitcoin. Bitcoin was more stable, right? Uh, like a through, tiny bit throughout Friday. Like Thursday, Friday, it traded. 28 29 ish yeah like it, it was really much more stable than ETH on friday but then it too sells off saturday and especially sunday mm-hmm. uh and uh and then you know so end of sunday it was trading 26 ish 27 uh mm-hmm. and uh over the week it hit a low of like 20 21 20.8 20.8 20.8 yeah. yeah so uh just getting smacked i mean like like on friday it was trading at 30k. It's wild. Today dude. it's trading at 22.5, with a low of 21.8. Right, mm-hmm. um, like that's a huge fucking drop in value. Right. Yeah. Now, the crypto market overall dropped below a trillion uh, yesterday. Right. Oh uh, yeah, that was really in interesting time, to see. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it hit what like three in a bit. Uh, three trillion three over tri- three trillion. Three trillion. Um, so you know. Uh, just, just basically price is getting smacked. Anything else you want to cover on the price section? Yes. Let's oh, go uh, through. There, there is a key ratio we need to check here, right? Uh, which is staked ETH, Lido staked ETH to ETH. Oh yeah. Uh, this is one more variable that I think we should track. Uh, yes, sure. So staked ETH, we did a whole podcast about what it actually is. Uh, it generally trades 
it should at least trade f- at a premium because you get yield on your ETH. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, today it should trade at a discount because there's liquidity. Yeah, thing, right. Like, it's been trading at a discount because of these liquidity issues. We did a whole episode on it last episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, so, but it, historically, it has traded very much in that ninety-nine cents to a yeah. dollar range. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, like, or ninety-nine cents of ETH to the staked ETH, right? right like point nine nine ish is about what you get because at at anything above one point oh, like it's cheaper to just create staked ETH uh, yeah. by like staking ETH. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. Yeah, one one, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think when we did our episode on Saturday, it was trading at like ninety six cents. Uh, now it's at ninety four cents. Right, but that masks a little bit of like volatility in the meantime, right? Like, oh yeah. Um, do you have do you have the chart in front of you? Um, here I got it. Um, so it uh, it hit a low. Um, like it's just been super super volatile, right? So. This thing starts selling off on, um, uh, sorry, on Thursday, right? Yeah. Uh, with like the whole Celsius news. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of rallied a little bit over the weekend, and uh, but it hit a low of like eighty three. Yeah, eighty three. Right. Yeah. Um, dude, generational wealth seventeen cents on the dollar at a time. Seventeen cents at a time. Yeah, yeah. Which still would not have insulated you in any way whatsoever from like ETH's actual underlying volatility, right? Um, yeah. So. Um, SIG DC is sitting around 0.94. Um, why is this an issue? Well, this is an issue because a lot of players have been just hammering this trade. This actually reminds me a little bit of the grayscale trade, yeah. GBTC, from last year. Um, what happened was that GBTC was historically always trading at a massive premium because it was the only way to get exposure for a lot of people into Bitcoin or for a lot of like very regulated kind of funds, things like that, that couldn't take spot Bitcoin. They would have to go through this kind of instrument Mm -hmm. and people were willing to pay a premium for that. And because of that, uh, and then the way it worked was it was a, um, like one way, uh, I forget the name of the actual instrument, but it's like a one way kind of conversion, right? Like you put in spot Bitcoin, you get uh, GBTC, and then you can convert it back only during certain times. Like you can redeem it it's like at every, certain times. It's like a certain number of months later or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was only open to like institutions that could actually do that. Right. Uh, retail okay. could not do that. Okay, okay. Uh, and so these institutions would basically just hammer that trade. So you, you buy Bitcoin, you create this like asset that's more expensive than mm-hmm. spot Bitcoin, and you yeah. just keep hammering you that. just keep hammering yeah, it, yeah. Sell, sell it in the open market. Yeah. And yeah. then what happened, this unwound when the prices nuked, and I guess people couldn't exit their positions on time or whatever it was, and there was this massive discount. And that's exactly what's happening to Staked ETH. And so a lot of players have been hammering this trade, and now they're just losing money. Hmm. Uh one of these players, I guess, was Celsius. Uh, yeah, so they, um, so their whole thing was like, uh, you know, we co- we covered this in our last podcast, but like, uh, you know, uh, earn yield on. It your was crypto. one of these big players, yeah. like, oh, what are you doing? Just holding your assets, earn twenty percent on your, crypto. On yeah. Your, yeah. Uh, and, um, and so, like, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to earn yield on your crypto, but their approach was like they would take your ETH and stake it effectively, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that was one of their ways. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what is and it? And with it's the like staked 70% of the ETH-denominated assets that they have is staked in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
half of that is uh, Lido steak teeth, which is that, like, that's, the, that's the ratio we are talking about earlier with steak teeth teeth. Yeah. Uh, and then half of it is actually like natively staked by them, right? Beacon um, ETH, like beacon put ETH, yeah. on the new beacon chain, irreversibly staked and cannot, like, yeah, be unstaked. cannot be touched until six months after ETH switches proof of stake in the yeah. merch. So, um, and uh, uh, just a PSA for everybody out there, if somebody takes your money and locks it up and you ask for it back, you're not going to get it back. Uh, yeah. Well, That's how these things uh, yeah. work. I mean, uh, <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. I have to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't mean to, like, joke for anybody who actually got wrecked on this, but... Uh, Look, this is a bank, right? That's a that's a thing that a bank does. A bank takes like deposits, right? Has these like short term liabilities, right? Uh, they invest in uh, longer term like free cash flow streams, mm-hmm. like uh, longer term assets, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and they just you know hope that there's no bank run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is that uh, like a they have like capital requirements and stuff that like right. stop them from putting seventy percent of users. Well, no, that's not true. Ninety percent is the is the limit for most banks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but they also have a Fed to backstop, right? right? Like, um, and then and then I would say that like the other key difference is that like the assets are denominated in dollars as opposed mm-hmm. to like ETH. Mm. Uh, and so there's there's generally not as much like liquidation, uh, like demand at the same time for dollars, right? Yeah. As, uh, like versus like something like ETH, where like people might just like be like ah shit i've had ether earning yield at eight percent annualized like but i i need to sell it because like you know for whatever reason like i I need liquidity yeah uh and then you try to withdraw and it's like yeah sorry bro like uh you know 70 percent of the eth denominated assets that we have on our balance sheet are like way you know are like extremely liquid they're liquid with an unknown time horizon too like this isn't like a a bond or a mortgage where there's a known duration of cash flows Mm -hmm. this is a completely unknown duration of cash flows so how is this actually impacting Celsius now? Let's break down what happened. They halted withdrawals, right? right? First uh, they said... Several hours prior. Yeah, hours, exactly. The CEO was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, don't Nobody's worry. having problems withdrawing from Celsius. Do your due diligence. Stop like funding our project. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then they said they're going to do a Twitter spaces with some other group who's like going to help host it. Uh, and then it seemed like they were actually insolvent, like a couple hours before that happened, or like right before that happened. And then they tweet out, they "Oh, <laughs> our CEO has like a sore throat. He can't make the Twitter Spaces. We need to cancel." Uh, <laughs> and then, like <laughs> so several then hours canceled. later, <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh, Celsius is pausing withdrawals." Not great, man. Yeah, not, not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> um, not great. Uh, uh, so, so the, look, the the. Uh, one of the issues, right, is that like they don't just have this stuff like staked and earning like ETH denominated yield. They have a lot of it in Maker uh, and like other like on-chain lending platforms. Yeah. Uh, as the value of ETH goes down, as the value of staked ETH to ETH goes down, right? Mm-hmm. So they they were levering the trade. They were hammering. Yeah, exactly. They would, they would take ETH, deposit it on like a borrow lend platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, yeah, then. Or they would they they would take ETH they would stake that mm-hmm. then they get this like Lido staked ETH token back uh, mm-hmm. and they can deposit that borrow ETH against it lather and repeat super levered up on this trade right yeah uh, the issue and is that now they have more staked ETH than there is liquidity capacity for right. it on the entire blockchain yeah exactly and so they can't really exit their position yeah but they need to pay back these loans right, right. because um as the value of their collateral falls relative to the value of like all of the loans that they've cyclically taken out against it like mm-hmm. they face liquid with the risk of liquidation yeah um, and so these are like are these the maker vaults that people have been pointing out that they need to keep adding uh, adding uh 
uh, new cl- adding more collateral into. So like Maker definitely is like a- an issue here, right? Mm-hmm. Where like I-, I believe clients were actually accessing they they were taking loans out against their ETH through Celsius because they said, oh, mm. it's easier than like going on chain and doing it through okay. Maker, mm. right? Uh, and uh, and so Celsius now has just like this aggregate like book of ETH that's deposited on Maker and DAI that they've borrowed against it on behalf of their users. Um, and so that that is one component of it. The other component is like Ave, right? Where mm. like as the value of staked ETH, ETH falls, uh, they're getting like you know uh, they're they're hitting into like a liquidation cycle. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. So uh, uh, I believe they've been adding collateral. I'm not sure where they're getting it from. Uh, to their outstanding loans, right? Um, and like that's that's their that's been their general approach. One of their competitors offered to buy up the user funds at a discount. Well, you're which joking. Is, like, is Who that did? even Blockfire? legal? No, uh, what's it called? Nexo. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you didn't oh, I tweet. missed this. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, the CEO of Nexo is like, hey, don't worry. Nexo is here to, like, you know, pick the bones here. I did um, see that they tweeted out, uh, Nexo is working fully operationally. We have no issues right now. Like, I saw them do that, but. No, dude, this tweet from Hisaka Trades uh, was how I saw it. Like, that's uh, funny. yeah, um, pretty wild. Uh, anyway, uh, um, so that's, that's the latest and greatest in the Celsius fiasco. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, if I mean, is there any path back for them? They're wrecked, right? It's over. The merge. <sighs> no. Not. What? Yeah. How, what? Look, if they can, if they can borrow. Look, the 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 core issue for Celsius itself, right, is like they need to borrow enough dollars to be able to, like, uh, effectively like pay back the, you know, to start honoring withdrawals again, right? Um, okay. First of all, if they're allowed to just not enable withdrawals. Then they're fine, right? Like the, you know, there goes the liabilities. Right? Okay, they so can... you're basically saying that they have the assets; they just can't return them for another year or yeah, until long six months takes. after the merge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at that point, okay. they will have. At that point, they will have staked ETH, mm. right? They will have enough staked ETH that they can redeem it for ETH and pay mm. back their customers. There is kind of an issue in the meantime, which is that like on-chain protocols don't give a fuck about the merge happening someday. If the price of staked ETH continues to fall, they're going to face liquidation risk. Hmm. So that is one issue that they could face, even if they don't ever enable withdrawals. Hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the core issue for them is like, basically their best route here is to get LBO'd. Uh, like mm. to um to to find someone who has like a decent line of credit who can like enable them to like return ETH to to investors, um and and you know not ideally not at a discount, um, yeah. and then like hold on to their assets until the merge. Interesting. So yeah, okay, that's that's a good play. Somebody who has somebody who's well capitalized enough to just buy them and not. Well, not not care, but yeah, and and ideally it would have to be someone that gives a shit about the IP and the tech platform. Uh, otherwise, like, why wouldn't you just buy the stake teeth at a discount? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if mm. your if your play is this merge arbitrage, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> merge arbitrage. That's funny. <laughs> oh man, I'm so just waiting uh, for the Alameda Tabasco tweet. Sam we did indeed. We did buy indeed all the, buy all the tokens. All the, all the Celsius temperatures. <laughs> <All> the <laughs> yeah. um, you want to? Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on, bro, brother? The, this is this Three one. Arrows. Look, Celsius. Everyone knew, right? Uh, 
uh, like you knew what you were doing here. Like that, that was a little bit your fault if you participated in Celsius. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe like you got a DYOR, right? Like, uh, like you can, you can make a case that like, look, obviously this is terrible and mm-hmm. we shouldn't be fucking over user funds and people are investing. And they think it's safe and they're just earning yield on their crypto. Mm-hmm. Not cool. The messaging, the whole thing just like, but like a lot of people like that were involved even like, I know, I know people that put money in Celsius and they were like, I think this might be a bad idea, but the yields are so juicy that I'm willing to take the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people though are getting like kind of wrecked today that like really did not take like it's not their fault at all. Yeah. Uh, and those are the layoffs. Yeah. So what's going on in layoff town? Well, a lot of people are getting fired. What's <laughs> going on? Wait, they are. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so we had so crypto.com. Crypto.com. Coinbase. What percent? It was like it was crypto.com. Ten percent. Yeah, it was about ten. Uh, uh, BlockFi. Twenty percent or seventeen percent. Wow. Like that. Wow. Uh, Coinbase. Eighteen percent. That's a lot of talent. A lot the market. of people. So, oh my god. Uh, maybe like two thousand people on the market now. Wow, and crypto's um, not that big, right? It's not that big of a space. Crypto's not that big. Not like that employee-wise, it's really not. Yeah. Uh, so money-wise, you know, it's yeah, okay. But, like human-wise, though, yeah, it's human-wise, a very small it's world. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, it really sucks, man. I mean, uh, like the markets are down. Everybody's getting liquidated. Everybody's getting fired. Mm-hmm. Like funds are in trouble. Three arrows capital. There are rumors that like they might be insolvent. These are like pretty decently like uh, respected people in the space. Like yeah. talking about these rumors, right? Right. Uh, like to the point where like I, I would believe that they're in trouble. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been people are tagging their wallets, uh, posting. PLs yeah. with massive losses. I mean, I guess they're selling off state capital, to yeah, like pretty, pretty deep to cover discount. their, yeah. yeah, to cover their uh, liabilities. Yeah, they were taking on like a lot of leverage as well, right? Um, and Allegedly, they that back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there, there's some evidence of it on chain, right? Like some of it might just be capital efficiency. They could borrow somewhere and like lend somewhere, and like maybe that's fine, right? Yeah. But, uh, but some of it, yeah, like it's yeah. Hard, you don't have the full picture, right? Because some of it's on chain, some of it's off chain, right? Um, with the layoffs. It was kind of to be expected. Doesn't make it suck any less, but all these companies expanded way too quickly. Yeah, it was just across super the board. Irresponsible. But um, like, uh, if you were like, you know, if you if you're like hyped up on crypto and decentralization, like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, you do yeah. your job in crypto, even if they are expanding too quickly, right? Yeah. Uh, no, of course. Like, and, 20- and it does suck because like this is going to drive a lot of people away from the industry yeah. who are not like trying to stay around for the long term. And you will see who is trying to stay around for the long term, but. Dude, this was me last cycle. I, I completely left like the entire headspace. I wasn't paying any mm-hmm. attention for like two straight years last cycle because I was like, oh, I don't know about this decentralization thing after all. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the prices are going up, it's a very heady, exciting time and you feel like anything's possible and like, of course, decentralization. Yeah. And then prices start going down. And you're like, well, it is kind of like way less efficient than a centralized mm-hmm. server and like maybe that maybe we don't need this. Yeah. This cycle, I am just like completely in a different mindset of like, I'm here, I'm sticking around right. for like long term. Decentralization is extremely important. Yeah. Uh, and it is necessary and it's not going away. Right. Uh, but like I know a lot of people that are like, maybe it's going away. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why like we started off with a tongue in cheek thing about how price is the only thing that matters. And it was a very tongue in cheek thing, but price is what drives people in. Like whether you like it or not, tech is not what drives people in. It drives some people in, like <laughs> like nerds like us. But they're, they're already here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're not leaving. Those are the people that are not going to leave. So yeah, just to tie a bow on this, I don't think things are going to get better anytime soon. I think it might be a little bit of a a down period, but I think this is where you 
can just put your head down and focus on the stuff that you actually care about, right? Like decentralization, interesting tech, playing around on chain. Art. Uh, just, Art. Just all the fun stuff. All right? the fun like, stuff. Yeah, like uh, gas this, prices have never been lower. There's never been a, an easier time to experiment on chain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, no, that's not true. There has ever been, a, but like in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, this is like, like, this is the time where you can basically just do anything and nobody will care. Nobody will even remember. Like if you want to try something, now is the right time. Now's the time to experiment. Yeah. yeah Pressure is exactly. low, right? There's no FOMO, right? Uh, a lot of talent. So um, can I ask you one quick question? Yes. I don't want to ask bullish or bearish, right? Because like, the, you know, this whole thing has been about price. But um, if you like, let me re, let me phrase it a little bit differently. You know, this like coma trade thing uh-huh. that everybody asks, yeah. where like, if you want to do a coma, yeah. what asset, what mm-hmm. what would your portfolio look like? Yeah. Say you want to do a coma, mm. and it was gonna last like twenty four hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you? Uh, Bitcoin, ETH, stables. For twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Or Ooh. inverse one of those. No, no inverse. Long only Bitcoin e-stables. What does it look like? Dude, I can't trade on a 24-hour timeline. What? Dude, it's the coma trade. It's long, long-term investing here. 24 hours. Oh. <laughs> We're talking long-term. <laughs> uh, stables, man. Stables. Yeah. All right. Look, you know, that's never a wrong answer. What about you? Stables. Yeah, stables. Yeah. Yeah, this is a stablecoin podcast. Look, I'd rather miss out on it. This is a stablecoin podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, yeah, we just wanted to come on and do a little market segment, just touch on what's going on. Um, you know, hang in there. This is uh, prices are down, but uh, the tech is here. The tech will be here. We will be here. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back later on this week. We, with, we, uh, we can't afford to go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have questions or like want to like want us to talk about other parts of the market, like give us a tweet. You know, yeah. uh, d- at decent crypto pod. At decent crypto pod. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back later on this week with a recap of everything that happened. Till then, stay decent. So, uh, none of this was financial advice, legal advice, investment advice, or any other kind of advice. Uh, if you're looking for advice, you are definitely in the wrong place. Uh, until next time, stay decent.